Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Hard to believe this week marks 30 years since Boys to Men released its debut single, Motown Philly. I caught up with founding member Nathan Morris of the top-selling R&B group of all time. Sir, thank you so much. It's an honor. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Man. I appreciate it. You founded the group, right? You, you're, you're the eldest founding member of the group? Yes, sir. That's me. Take me back to that that moment, that, that first time you rounded up the boys. Did you really back in school dream about this every day and started the group and here we are? Yeah, they actually dreamed about it every day. I just made a group because I was bored. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we come from a musical background. You know, we went to the high school for creative performing arts and, you know, we all studied vocal music. You know, I actually was in an orchestra for like third grade to ninth grade anyway. I played trumpet. So I got stuck in a, in a performing arts school and I really wanted to go to a school that had a better athletic program because my goal was to play professional football. But my mom forced me into this school and I was bored and had nothing to do, so I figured I'd make a group. That's how we. Uh, that's how I got started. What position were you on the gridiron? Uh, I would have played either wide receiver or tight end. I'd have bulked up to play tight end. All right. You're okay with how everything turned out, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't complain. Not at all. <laughs> I would have retired like 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard the four of you all harmonize? Did you say, wow, this could be something? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's the thing that kind of kept us all together was what we heard come out of our mouths. We hadn't heard from, you know, anything else that we've ever done uh, personally, individually or outside. So, you know, we just fell in love with the sound that we could make. Absolutely. And take me to the first time that you guys heard something of yours sort of blow up on the radio. What was the first one? Was it Motown Philly? Yeah, it was Motown Philly. I mean, all of us were, you know, in different places when we heard it. I mean, uh, Sean and I actually happened to be together driving in uh, my uh, then sister-in-law's car and almost rode off the highway at that time. (laughs) That's so awesome. Where did that one come from? Who wrote it? Actually, Sean and myself wrote it. Uh, Michael Bivens gave us a concept and said we should write a song about Motown Philly. At that time, we happened to be on Motown Records, and we were from Philly. So, you know, we just decided to come up with a story about, you know, how we got started and where we came from and give people a little insight to, you know, Philly and what we were about. Yeah, and We actually wrote that in my backyard. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it, that thing features so many of your little, your cool little harmonies and, and runs, your dot up the dot, all that stuff. It said, this is who we are, and we're here to stay. Yeah, that's definitely, um, it, it's, uh, it was all, you know, set up to give a little piece of what we were musically and personally in our chronological history, I guess you say. Speaking of chronological history, let's let's run through it. Just tell me where you were sort of when, when the, each of these came about. End of the road. How'd that one come up? Uh, we got a call that uh, Babyface wanted us to do a song for his uh, Boomerang soundtrack that Eddie Murphy was in. And, you know, we're big Eddie Murphy fans, so we there was a no-brainer for us. We just went in and recorded it in Philly. I mean, we did it in like a day because we were on the road, like, 
crazy at that time. And we did the song, recorded it, and didn't hear back about the song for about three, four, or five months. And all of a sudden, it came out and started climbing the charts. It definitely climbed. <laughs> How about It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday? Um, that was a song that we used to sing back in the day at, at a bunch of funerals. We used to be the funeral group. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody died, they called us. So we used <laughs> to sing that all the time, and then we just decided to put it on our album. Perfect. Um, I loved your your second album with the Roman numeral two on the front, the blue cover. I love I love Thank You. I think feel like that's one of your more underrated ones. Do you do you agree? Do you guys still play that a lot? Um, we don't as much as we used to, but we uh, it is a big f- uh, favorite of ours. Um, you know, kind of stripped down version of uh, Take Six, and which we looked up to. So it was a uh, that was one of our we, we really loved that record. Love that song. Well, while that one's a little underrated, I'll Make Love to You was a massive hit. Where did that one come from? Well, that was a song we didn't want to do. Um, <laughs> we uh, told the label that we didn't want to do it because it sounded too much like End of the Road, which it did. And, you know, artists sometimes want to change and do different stuff. And the label said, we don't really care what you think. We already heard people say that this is a hit, so you're going to sing it and put it out. And that's what it is. And there's that. There's I'll Make Love to You. And it was a hit. <laughs> um, almost as big of a hit on Bended Knee. Where, where did that one come from? Um, that was a song we just fell in love with as soon as we heard uh, the instrumental of it. I mean, Jimmy Jam played it for us, and he sang on top of it. It had some really, really horrible vocals, but we really didn't care because <laughs> the music was just so beautiful that we knew once we got on it that it would be magical. And Water Runs Dry, any similar story with that one? Well, that's a song that we actually uh, sat down in Babyface's house. Uh, I think this was a couple of days after the big earthquake out in L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went and sat down with him and sat around a guitar, and we kind of wrote the uh, the hook to uh, Water Runs Dry. And then a couple of days later, we got in the studio, and, and Face had finished up the rest of the song, and we went and knocked it out. So You knocked it out of the park when you knocked it out. What, um, Thank you, sir. What about your, your, your guys' uh, duet, One Sweet Day? One of the great, sad, you could play it at a funeral. You mentioned funerals earlier. You can, yeah. You could play it whenever, but it, it's just such a, it's a chilling goosebump song. Yeah, we got a call that she wanted to work with us, and we all, you know, got in the studio, and um, she let us hear the song she was working on. And it's ironic that I, ap- I happened to be writing a song that was similar at the same time about our road manager had passed away and uh so we actually got in the studio and we combined it both of my song and her song and we came up once we did i feel like it came out around the same time as the the puff daddy biggie song the goodbye song to, i think that st- song was out first that one was out first okay okay i'm trying to get the timeline all right well i know your next album was was awesome it had four seasons of loneliness on it and here in, in dc we get all four seasons but tell me how you converted that sort of into talking about a romance but through the seasons yeah that was a jimmy jam and terry lewis record man and again it was one of those beautiful songs that we heard and we just fell in love with i mean they just got a certain sound man i just kind of tough to turn their songs down <laughs> and uh for on a mother's day playing song for mama where did that one come from oh that was actually another soundtrack uh babyface was doing his uh his uh, record uh, label thing at the time and it's, it, yeah it was a song for his uh his movie soundtrack and we wound up putting it on our album and another one, I feel like a lot of people don't remember but your Christmas album. I, I love Let It Snow, which was a completely different take. It's not the old Dean Martin Let It Snow lyrics. It's, it's your own one. I love it. And uh, Silent Night, I thought that worked perfect for your harmonies. Do you guys still get requests for that around the holidays? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, normally we're in Vegas during the holidays, so we wind up doing uh, doing some of those songs while we're here. Yeah. Now, I know the, the, the big fella ha- has left, and, and so it's not four anymore, right? Now with three of you guys, right? Yeah, he left in 1999, 2000. Wow. You know, I'm sure you miss him, but at the same time, it's you, you guys are you're still, you're yeah, still doing I mean, anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you gotta, the show must go on. You got to keep it moving. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of 
a lot of people out there that want to hear the music and you can't just you can't just stop it exactly let's close out sort of on, on this note um a lot of people don't maybe not realize you guys are the top selling r&b group of all time like that i feel like a lot of people yeah. don't even realize that 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 means you're knocking out rock and roll hall yeah. of famers yeah. the temptation yeah. temptations yeah. four yeah. tops motown Jackson five yeah yeah so do you think we had this debate in the newsroom the other day um you know because nwa got in the rock hall i i personally think they're sort of the role you know there's rock and there's roll um right. but uh do you think that there's precedent for you all to get in because i you know you, you don't think boys to men rock guitar rock hall of fame but honestly it's sort of expanding and the precedent's there. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, you know, you don't think N.W.A. is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either because it's rap music. But, I mean, I think, you know, it's 25 years we were actually candidates to be in now. So huh. one of the things is you have to be in the business for 25 years or something like that. So we're on the docket. It's just a matter of if we get in. I mean, our very first American Music Award was for, you know, for a, a, a rock category, rock, our pop rock category. So, nice. I mean, it wouldn't be anything new. It's just a matter of people want to put us in. I think you guys absolutely deserve it. If all those Motown groups are in, then Motown Philly deserves to be in because you guys are yeah. you're the top selling. You you've, you've outsold them all. So. Yeah, it would it would be nice. It'd be be great to have your, your kids show up and see your dad going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It'd be nice. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep as our entertainment editor. I'm gonna keep up that drum beat because we need to get y'all in there. Uh, I appreciate that so much. All right, Nathan Morris. Thanks so much for joining us, boys to men. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.